Welcome to Aligned Attraction, the go-to intimacy podcast for powerful women. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lee Noto, master intimacy coach and psychedelic therapist, and I help powerful women like you unleash your wild feminine power so you can create heart-throbbing love. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts on love, sex, and relationships, and I'll also coach women like you to create the most delicious transformation in their love lives. You ready? Hello, hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Way of the High Priestess. Today's episode is different than a lot of the other episodes you've heard because this is an exclusive sneak peek inside the Become the High Priestess program. In this episode, you are actually hearing real footage from one of our Become the High Priestess calls as we dive deep into masculine and feminine energy and how these energies show up in relationships. We go deep into some of the spiritual aspects of these energies and how you can master them to create more balance and more authentic expression in your life and in your relationships. I'm so excited for you to tune in and thank you for listening. So for most of you, you're aware of masculine and feminine dynamics, and we're going to go a few layers deeper beyond the masculine being the doing and the feminine being the receiving, because that is a part of masculine and feminine attributes. And how do we work with our own masculine and feminine energy to create balance and integration, firstly within ourselves, and then secondly, within our relationships. So let me just pop my screen on here. Okay. So just give me a thumbs up if you are able to see this graphic on my screen. Excellent. Okay. So here's what we're talking about when we're referring to masculine and feminine energy. Masculine and feminine does not refer to gender identification, although we we sometimes see men display a lot of masculine energy and women display a lot of feminine energy. Though in this modern day, we're seeing a lot of people tend toward masculine, especially in our Western society, because we are so outcome oriented. So when we're looking at masculine energy, we all have masculine and feminine. Typically what we see is that masculine is projective, expansive, and outward. And feminine is receptive, receiving, and inward. So when we think of how we show up, if we're working on a project, for example, or if there's something that needs to get done, we may step into masculine, the active, turned on, tuned in, and with a specific goal or outcome in mind. When we're in our feminine, we may be very receptive, so receiving from others, or when we have a gut feeling or instinct, that is our intuition sending us a message. Or perhaps when we're in a period of deep reflection, we go inward and that's the feminine. So these are the basic characterizations of masculine and feminine energy. Now, when our masculine is in balance, we call this the natural masculine. And when our feminine is in balance, we call this the natural feminine. 
This means that we have created balance within ourselves so that we are operating from a place that feels nourishing for ourselves. And of course, you know, there can be places where we feel out of balance. However, when the masculine is in its natural state, there is a sense of confidence. There's a sense of stability and groundedness. The masculine has direction. There's focus. The masculine creates boundaries. So I also want to make clear here, one of the misconceptions about the masculine, I hear a lot of women say as well in relationships is that, oh, I've, I've been so much in my masculine. I've been doing, doing, doing. And yes, this can be true. Um, but a lot of people blame their masculine for burnout. And this has happened to me many times. However, here's the misconception. When we're in our mas- our natural masculine, there is not burnout because the natural masculine has focus and direction. So there is a very clear, precise place that we're using our energy. And the natural masculine has boundaries. So being in our masculine, being in the natural masculine is not what creates burnout. It's when there isn't balance. Because when we create boundaries, then there is a sense of containment and safety that gets created. So what we're going to talk about today is how to really amp up the natural masculine, as well as how to really amp up the natural feminine. And when we're looking at natural feminine, and I will, for those of you who are ambitiously taking notes, I will include this in the Dropbox folder. So you'll be able to refer to all of this there. But Do take notes if you feel called to. So here's a place where um, I see a lot of people could use practice. And I include myself in this. This is a place I really needed a lot of practice when it came to showing up in romantic partnership was being able to tune into my natural feminine. Because I oftentimes had clarity and discipline when showing up in partnership, when showing up at work. But where I found myself out of balance was tenderness, kindness, flow and stillness, unconditional love. Now, I would extend this to everybody outside of me, but I would often miss myself in the extension of this feminine energy. So what we're going to talk about today is what creates the space for this natural feminine to be there. Because when it comes to the feminine, there is nothing to do. The feminine is not the doing. The feminine is the being. And if we create the environment that the feminine can thrive in, then she will be there because she's always within us. The feminine energy, it is by nature who we are. We are naturally kind, tender, nurturing beings, especially as those who identify as women. When we create the kind of environment where that part of us can shine, that is when our heart opens. That is when our heart opens to our partners. That is when our heart opens to attracting and creating partnership. And most particularly, that is when our heart opens in moments of conflict in moments of difficulty and challenge, in moments when we want to turn away 
because it feels too much or we feel scared of being seen in our vulnerability and in our nakedness. So the big focus is how do we create the kind of environment within ourselves so that our natural feminine can shine her light upon us and can also be extended to our partners. So the last thing we're going to look at here is when we're not creating the balance within ourselves, we move into the shadow realms or we move into the realms that are typically where we operate out of unconsciousness. So first thing to note, this isn't bad. It's not bad when we find ourselves in these places. And in truth, there's nothing to be ashamed of. What we do notice is that we operate by cause and effect, by action and consequence. So when we do find ourselves in these realms, we do receive certain energy back, or we do, we do see certain things play out in front of us, in relationships, in work, wherever. When our masculine has not been balanced by the feminine, that's when we find ourselves um, in aggression mode, in hyper-control, in inner critic mode, in avoidance, in being unsupportive, in being cold-hearted and steely. Now, just think for a moment of times when you've shown up for yourself and there was cold-heartedness or there was criticality or there was judgment. That's when there wasn't the natural feminine coming in to balance the masculine that was there. Likewise, when there isn't the masculine to balance our inner feminine, we may show up in powerlessness or victimhood. That's when we're playing the victim card. Woe is me. I can't believe this is happening to me again. I can't believe he did that to me. Or why do men or our partners always do this? I, I can never attract the right kind of person. That's when we find ourselves in victimhood mentality. What we'll also see here is withholding. When we withhold love from partners, when we withhold love from ourselves, when there's codependency or over-emotionality to the point that there isn't a balance with a sense of groundedness and rootedness. So that's what we're looking at here. Again, nothing wrong with being here. We just know that typically we want to be able to operate in a place that feels conscientious for us. So we're, we're dropping the shame as much as we can. And we're saying, okay, when I find myself in a place of confrontation, can I be with that? Can I expand my emotional capacity so much that I can see myself in confrontation and say, okay, I don't know if I want to do this. Let's try something else. All right. So before we move on to the activities and conversation, I just want to see if anybody has any questions or if there's anything coming up. Okay, Jennifer, go for it. Pop yourself off mute. My question relates to these same actions, inactions, emotions as it pertains to other people other than, say, a partner, a lover, um, as it could pertain to um, another family member. Is it is it that same shadow side? And that same kind of reactivity or action that flows through the healthy masculine and the healthy feminine? 
Yeah. So this is romance agnostic. These are the attributes that arise in everyone. And let me know if I'm answering your question correctly. Um, these dynamics exist between family members, mother, child, siblings, coworkers, you and the mailman. Like it doesn't matter because these are, this is the dualistic nature of, of our human experience. So when we feel the cold heartedness toward dad or mom or whomever, there's a chance there to see if there's a space to welcome in some of the, some of the feminine kind heartedness or tenderness. But where we want to start with this is how we can allow that natural feminine space to open up within us. When it's open within us, that's going to be what is reflected out in the world. We will show up like that in romantic partnership with parents and siblings and children and whomever else. So the only place to do this exploration that will yield the greatest return is internally. When we do everything here, we will get the best return on our investment energetically and otherwise. When we're not doing it here, we're going to be putting out fires left and right into exhaustion. Does that make sense to everybody? Okay. So I'm going to share one more concept, one layer deeper, unless there was anything else that anyone had questions about. Okay. Here's how this works in truth. When we're talking about masculine and feminine energy, all of those things you saw on the screen, totally yes, that's all here. Let's go one layer deeper. And um, some of you have heard me talk about this before, but how are we creating safety within ourselves so that we can show up in relationship and feel fucking solid and we're good and we no longer may need to seek the validation outside of ourselves or make ourselves small because we're afraid of stepping on toes or become really big in order to be heard. When we're talking about the masculine, the one word I want you to remember is presence. And I will put a word before that, unwavering presence. Unwavering like a lighthouse. A lighthouse is always shining its light so that the ships that are out to sea can find their way in no matter how stormy the waters get. So presence. So imagine for a moment and call to mind the quality about yourself that you right now think is the most egregious. Like just the fucking shits and you're like, I can't believe I possess this quality. I, I hate when this comes up. Like, let's just be real. Let's have, you know, a real exploration here and just be with it. So I invite you to call that to mind and say, okay, sometimes I, I display this quality. Don't try to do anything about it. Don't fix it. Don't change it. Don't push it away. Just be with it and see what comes up in your body. See what thoughts arise. See if any sensations come up for you. See if there are thoughts that come up that 
you shouldn't be this way or that you want to think about something else instead right now. And if discomfort comes up, be present with that too. Just imagine you could take a deep breath in, breathing all the way down to your tailbone, filling your whole body with fresh new air and breathe out with a sound. <sighs> And do that two more times as you're calling this quality to mind. Just breathe in, 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 and all the way down. And out with a sound. <sighs> One more time. And out. So the masculine is unwavering presence. Presence is whatever arises, yes. Come on, come on in, pal. Like, let's come sit at the dinner table with us. We're gonna have a dinner party and you're welcome to anger and joy and sadness and grief and rage and jealousy and lust. So we're going to pretend like the most egregious parts of us are dinner guests. And the way we would welcome all of the most shining parts of us to the dinner table, because we want to show them off our joy and our outspokenness and our boldness and our vivaciousness. We're going to seat in between them our anger and our grief and our sorrows, and our rage, and just the parts of us that we have kept locked away. When we bring a true masculine sense of presence to these parts of us, we create safety. Because when we're not trying to push things and lock them away and say, you need to be different or you're inconvenient right now or don't show that because you're going to lose love. When we don't do those things, we create safety. The analogy I like to use is imagine that you showed up to your best friends and you're like, girl, I've had a long day. Here are the things that happened. Here's all the things that went wrong. And if your friend were to say, oh, I can't believe you did that. Why would you do that? Here's what you should have done instead. You do this and this. By the way, don't ever do that other thing again because that's shitty. You, you don't feel safe, right? If someone's trying to fix you and change you and manipulate you and mold you, you feel unsafe. Yet, ironically, that's how we show up in relationship with ourselves. And so we wonder why there isn't this foundation of safety, why we don't feel grounded in ourselves and why we would resort to 
tendencies like seeking validation outside of ourselves or making ourselves small because we haven't built that foundation inside yet. So the big practice here is going to be seeing what arises. And I'm going to share a practice for this that we're going to do in a moment. Seeing what's here and being like, okay, I've got some jealousy. Okay, I have some fucking anger. Okay, I have deep sadness. And being present with it. So the masculine, the deep masculine that's going to create safety that will then allow us to show up in partnership as sovereign, autonomous beings who contribute and who can receive and can go on to do awesome shit in the world and have mind-blowing sex and being a transformative partnership is the one who has this, this strong sense of unwavering presence with herself. So unwavering presence is the masculine. And by virtue of having that unwavering presence, we create a, a sense of protection because we feel safe. So that's the masculine. And then the feminine is unconditional acceptance. And this is the deep feminine that a lot of people aren't talking about. We talk about love and receptivity and relaxation and kicking your feet back and being in your feminine. And we also see a lot of um, feminine, you know, when we get into the feminine, we're in the intuitive place. Feminine is unconditional acceptance and nurture. So when the, the shitty shit comes up, how do we greet that with our feminine sense of unconditional acceptance? When the rage comes up, when the jealousy comes up, when the sorrow comes up, can we again act as if this is a most honored dinner guest and say, all right, come on in, friend. I welcome you. Come take a seat at the table. Tell me what you have for me. I want to hear. So that's a layer deeper into masculine and feminine that's going to help us create safety in partnership. And what, what's required to happen first is that we've got these two, we possess these two qualities and we are showing up in relationship to ourselves with this pure masculine and with this pure feminine. Is that making sense for everyone? Okay. If anybody has questions, pop yourself off mute so we can have a conversation. So the last thing I'm going to share here before we have an open conversation and, and pop into some rooms together is that we see partnership outside of ourselves when our inner masculine and feminine merge meaning there is divine union, divine marriage. That's what it's called. Meaning there is integration. So a lot of people are saying like, oh, sometimes I'm in my masculine, sometimes I'm in my feminine. There is a way to create integration and union between the two within ourselves. When that integration is there, we feel balanced. We feel whole. We feel complete without the partner. We feel complete before the partner. And the partner is a nice bonus. So in order to create that integration, the, the two words I like to remember are devotion and worship. 
the masculine is in deep devotion to the feminine. He's devoted to her. And I'm using gender pronouns for the sake of simplicity here. And that devotion means that he is ever present with her. When the emotions come up, when the chaos comes up, because I mean, raise your hand if you have felt emotions and if you felt chaotic, if you have felt like a hot mess before, if you felt like you're completely losing your shit, when that comes up, the masculine observes and that's it. He doesn't change. He doesn't fix. He doesn't push. He doesn't avoid. This is like that fucking masculine. It's like, yes, girl, give it to me all. I want it. I want to see all of you. We can show up with ourselves as that masculine. When the chaos comes up, the not knowing, the shirking, the hiding, the shame, can our masculine be like, yeah, show me your shame. I want to see your shame. Show me the trauma. Show me the aggressor, the perpetrator. Show me all of, show me all of you. Show me the part of you that's hungering for fame. Show me the part of you that gets fucking greedy and wants all the money. Show me all of it. The masculine's in devotion to her, meaning when these things come up, he doesn't do anything. He's just there as the space holder. The other part of the masculine that creates safety in the feminine outside of being present is being able to contain and hold that. Being able to say, okay, give it to me all. I got you. So this is devotion. Now, the one other thing I'll say here with devotion is that the masculine does not ever rush the feminine. Tell me how many times you have been like, I need to get over this already. Oh God, it's been a year. I, I don't know why I'm still on this partner or get like, get your shit together. Lee, come on, let's go. This is my imbalanced masculine, not waiting for direction from the feminine. That's like trying to be out the door because there isn't groundedness. The unwavering presence of the pure masculine says, girl, as long as you need, I will wait until you open. This is also inclusive of sexual opening. Because what I can say in personal experience is I have many times had sex that I wasn't ready to have, that I didn't want to have, that my body did not feel open to. I was still squeezing my pelvic floor. I mean, I've had a lot of great sex, but I've also had a lot of sex that I wasn't ready to have. When the true masculine shows up, there is no rush. As long as you need to take to open or tell me what you need. What do you need to feel safe? What do you need to feel inspired? What do you need to feel turned on? That's the masculine. That is what we are going to be cultivating within ourselves in this journey. He is in devotion because he waits for her. There's no rush. The feminine does whatever the fuck the feminine wants on her own watch. When we create a space for that, then she flows. And so the feminine will flow and will open when there's the container for safety. So it's our responsibility to create that container for safety. And that what we're going to learn about on this journey as well is how to create that sexual opening within ourselves. Okay, last part here. 
is with the feminine, the feminine worships the masculine. So there is a reciprocal relationship of devotion and worship. And so the feminine will worship the masculine by opening her heart. And this may be a place that a lot of us have struggled with. And I will certainly raise my hand to that because I've definitely struggled with this. But the feminine in her tender heartedness, and you can call to mind this archetype of the great mother, the one who no matter what happens, she's like, I love you. I love you. When the feminine shows up with ever flowing abundance of love, even if the masculine becomes cold or steely or a little apathetic or indifferent, the feminine loves through it all. Now, this doesn't mean that there are no boundaries. This means that, that as we develop our pure masculine, your feminine is going to feel safe to open. She's going to pour her heart out and you will develop the foresight in romantic partnership such that when your partner shows up and there's indifference, there's cold heartedness, um, or there's anything that's less than ideal, the feminine will have the foresight and say, hmm, he or she must be really hurting right now. Let me get curious. Instead of hopping into my defenses and going into my shutdown, my freeze, my fight, my flight, let me ask what's happening here because I have so much love pouring out of me that I can see that something is off and I'm not going to take this personally. I'm going to offer of myself. This is worship. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show and spread the love by sharing this episode out on social media and to all the powerful women in your life. And if you're ready to play full out and create heart-throbbing love, hop on over to my website to see all the juicy ways you can do just that. www.leenoto.com Fellow wild woman, I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and all the good vibes. Thank you.